Gemma. Gemma was sitting in her front room, wondering what to do. She stared like an ostrich, putting its head in the sand, looking at piles of unpaid bills, all stamped over in big blood-red letters, payment overdue. The very day her friend Mary came to the door for a friendly chat about church matters and a nice cup of tea with two sugars, both were sitting in the front room chatting about life in general. When Gemma saw, she forgot to put away the red letter, letter bills about debt owed. This made her angry and deeply embarrassed about about her predicament. Then a thought entered Gemma's head. Mary had money. Why not get it from her? But she could not possibly ask. Then the worm-like thought began to get darker. What if she killed Mary and make, made her disappear after she makes up a fake will, leaving all the worldly goods to Gemma. Gemma left Mary by the coffee table, and with a manacled grin all over her face, she calmly went into the kitchen, up to the knife lock, picked out a huge cleaver knife, put it in her hand, and with this said knife behind her back, then walked back into the lounge. Mary was still chatting away. Gemma just walked up close to her enough to see the whites of her eyes and it almost screamed in her face as she chopped her head off with an almighty blow. Staring at the now lifeless cadaver of Mary, red blood flowing out of her body like some bizarre river, Gemma's voice in her head tells her she needs to get rid of the body. It's a good job her husband did not want the items for his workshop. Gemma drags the headless corpse to the workshop, but sees the human strength of a crazed person the saw, slice and dice remains of Mary. Gemma, Gemma cleans up the blood, trail and stains, finds two old suitcases in the pub, in the past used to go on far-flung holidays, but instead are closed now, contained the remains of Mary. Gemma wheels the suitcase to her car, places them in a boot, and drives 200 miles from her house, where she takes the suitcase, walks through the nearby woods, and takes out the head and body parts in the deepest, darkest part of the woods. Gemma drives home, waits for a couple of months, and produces a found last will and testament of her friend Mary. Although people are suspicious of Mary's sudden disappearance, nobody really cared as they chose not to interfere or get involved in case they might get some form of comeback on them. Gemma was happy. No more red bills, plenty of money, and no repair parts of Mary's missing body. Jimmy woke up Gemma woke up every day some t- some some this event was some day since this event with dark stains on a mattress and bald with 
a sweet smell that was like and what looked like tiny shed bug skins. Gemma was deep feeling more and more light headed. She would not could not eat as she would cough up blood. This happened night after night until one day Gemma heard an unholy howling coming from outside the window. She went to get up out of her bed to investigate the noise. When she got up, she was so dizzy, the room was spinning, and though she threw a blow vision, she saw she was she was covered head to toe in bugs the size of apple seeds, all plump for feeling feeling of her blood. Gemma barely makes it to the window. She's now crawling on her hands and knees. As the window, a howling abruptly stops. A pale white skeleton head peers at her, held up by a skeleton hand and body. A whisper is heard by Gemma. Revenge is the dish best served cold. That was the last word Gemma heard as a dark shapeless shadow rose from beneath the ground, tearing out her soul and dragging her back to the depths of hell itself.